This week, I'm talking to Julian Bird, the Chief Executive of the Society of London Theatre, about the musicals and the opera nominations for the Olivier Awards. Welcome to the Magic Musicals and Theatre podcast. In the studio with me is Julian Bird, the Chief Executive of the Society of London Theatre, and we are building up to the big day which is April the 7th and the Olivier Awards. We're going to do two podcasts about this because there's just so much to cover. But this, our first one, we're going to concentrate, Julian, I hope you are concentrating, on musicals and on opera. Absolutely. So, well, it's there have been some great new musicals coming up this year. Uh, I've seen a lot of them and I've had just the best year going to the theatre, actually. It's been fantastic. I think, as new musicals go, Come From Away is very special. Do you want to explain what what the basis of it is? Yes, I agree with you, Come From Away. So this is a, a show that started in Canada. Realise why, people realise why in a minute, and then went to America and is now here. Uh, so Come From Away, um, some might kind of, kind of listen to this and think, oh, how on earth does that make a musical? But it's about um, a very small community called Gander in Newfoundland, um, and uh, on 9-11, of course, there were lots of planes in the air which couldn't land anywhere in America. And I think 35 or 36 planes were diverted to land in this very, very tiny town. I mean, tiny, tiny town. Where they all speak with bizarrely Irish accents. Yes, Completely indeed. They have Irish a very, very particular accent. accent. Yep. Yes. And amazingly, because it's been used for freight and other things up there, it has this incredibly long runway. So jumbos, jets and everything could land. So I think 35, 36, you know, enormous planes landed there. And... It's really about how all these people came from far away to this tiny town and their impact on the town. And they were stuck there, basically. And they were stuck for, there for, for four days with yeah, no supplies absolutely. and they didn't have any, you and know, it's, whatever they it's needed. it's sort of how the town it. rallied together to support them, to feed them, to house them, and the relationships that developed between all those people. And um, it's incredibly moving, incredibly um, touching, I have to say. And it's really uplifting. That's what I love. It's about very uplifting. It, is and that you leave the theatre feeling for once actually positive about people and the world. And you really do. And actually, and I said that's despite me trying to explain what it's about, because actually it's, it is one of the most uplifting evenings you'll ever have. Um, and about how humans, you know, in adversity kind of come together. And maybe we don't see that enough these days, but it's really mm. how people uh, bond together and help each other. And, and you know, it's quite extraordinary. It's of quite a small cast. They all play multiple roles. Um, yes, they play and, the passengers and they pay the people from... Yeah, including Canada. the airline pilot yeah. who, who lands and all sorts. And so, you know, between them, they play, you know, multiple, multiple characters each. It's incredibly brilliantly done. Tables, chairs, live on stage band. It, it's a brilliant piece of theatre. 100 minutes straight through, so it keeps that sort of tension up, if you like, the whole yeah. way through. We really remarkable. It as like getting on a train, and once you're on it, you, it doesn't stop. And That's you sort of don't want you, it to. It's no, sort of one of those it shows just where, drives through where had the there way, been an but... interval, you would have, it would have dissipated mm. and it just keeps going. And so. that's had a lot of nominations, including nine. Best, yeah. best New Musical, yes. but also some of the cast nominated for their individual performances. Absolutely, and, yes. Um, um, it's a you know really really amazing. Uh, Clive Carter's been nominated. Yeah. He plays one of the roles he plays in it is the mayor of Gander. Yes, um, and Robert and, Hans and Robert Hans who plays who's one of the love interests in it without giving too much away and mm. one of his roles. Um, and um, Rachel Tucker, the wonderful Rachel Tucker, who uh, who plays amongst other things the pilot. Yeah, mm -hmm. who who uh, landed the American Airlines. 
yeah. pilot. It's it's really, and a lot of the creatives, including Christopher Ashley, the director, are nominated. Um, it, it's a really fantastic um, piece of theatre. And it's already going on all over the world, I think. There's New York production. It is. Australia's yeah. just yeah. opened. Mm. Uh, New York is, is great. It's back in Canada. Um, and it really is. It's it's heartwarming, but sort of has something to say about all of us as human beings a little bit. It's, it's a great show. Also, we have Tina, uh, the Tina Turner musical, which is one of those... Biopics, if you like, yeah. Yes. Um, What I liked about that was that although there are lots of songs of Tina Turner, they do ask you, they say, don't clap or sing along until the end, and there will be a chance to do that Mm. then, which, thank goodness, because I'm not a fan of those ones where everyone's just singing along and clapping. It's like a concert. This isn't like a concert. It's a proper proper piece. And Adrian Warren, who plays Tina Turner, I think just has the most tremendous growth of character throughout the piece. She starts as a very young Tina. She doesn't really sound like the Tina Turner that we know or, or we associate that voice with. Correct, yeah. And then she grows in and you sort of hear it coming through and you think, oh, I see, she's getting more and more yes. like Tina, the, the, That's the right. older Tina. And by the end, she is completely her. She's also oozes charm and charisma, mm. I think. I mean, it's a, magnet- it's most- a magnetic leading performance. She's rightly mm. nominated for it. Um and as you said, you know, the show, uh, the interesting thing with Tina Turner, you know, and there's lots of biopics, aren't there, both in theatre and film, you know, that she has a, a really interesting story, actually, mm. and, and the musical doesn't shy away um, from some of the more difficult parts of her life. And, you know, people will remember the movie with, you know, her and Ike, um, who was her husband, and their difficult relationship. And, you know, the musical doesn't shy away from that, I think, rightly. And and so it, it's, a, it's a pretty gripping night. And... Mm. As you said, with the mo- with some songs that you'll remember and some you don't remember, but the second they start, you go, "Oh, I remember that song." Um, and uh, you know, as you rightly say, at the centre of it, Adrian Warren, who gives a fantastic performance, uh, but also you know, um, Cobner is is um, is nominated as well for his role as Ike Turner in it mm-hmm. as well. So. And then in the revivals, we've got Caroline or Change. Then two revivals that I would say are as opposite as you could get with revivals because we've got Company, which takes a completely different twist on the original Company. On the famous Stephen Sondheim musical mm-hmm. and has retwisted it to make a female the central character rather than a man. Yeah, That's right. and two, two men who have a relationship. Yes, and, it, he's and really ta- they've taken all the relationships in it and twisted them around. And I think it works absolutely perfectly. There's no jarring of that no. whatsoever. It feels completely no. natural that two Fant- men should be taught singing about getting married. Of Fantastic course would be. night in the theatre, you know, Rosalie Craig playing that central character, but, you know, with Patti Lapone, famous in the theatre world, you know, particularly in America. Who brings the house who down. Who brings the house down. But also, you know, um, two of the young guys in it, you know, Richard Fleischman, who lots of people will know, and Johnny Bailey, who has done a lot here on Magic, and, and people will know from his various television roles, both nominated for their roles as well. I mean, it's a great... I think my favourite moment is Jonathan Bailey jumping into a fridge. Exactly. Possibly. Yes. You have to see In a song it called really Not Getting what... Married Today, yeah. which you sort of need to understand. Yes, which It's is... about his sort of neuroses because he's about to get married. Yes. That's, that's basically But um, he does actually jump into a fridge and you, well, you need to see it really to believe how that happens. Yep. But it happens before go you soon. notice it. March the 30th yeah. it finishes. Uh, so you've only got a few days yeah. uh, left to go and see it, it in London. It's absolutely yeah. stunning. And the other revival would be, I would class as complete opposite for that because it's a very, very traditional revival of The King and I. Yes. In its most sort of purest form, really, in its I sort suppose. of In its sort of purest form, you know, one of those extraordinary Rodson Hammerstein wonderful scores and done in the most stellar 
uh, production with uh, Kelly O'Hara, the you know who first her first major role here in the UK. You know she's yeah, but she's huge she's fated in America. in America, big Tony winner in America. Mm. Um, sells out wherever she goes all over the States when she's in concert and did her first run here she as Anna. She does easily, doesn't and, she? Um, wasn't she glorious she just, in it? She just and, sort of you know, opens her mouth and the song comes yeah. out and it's like completely And Ken Watanabe, of course, playing the king, who mm. people will know from Last Samurai and other movies, you know. So, I mean, the most glorious, um, as you said, sort of traditional production. I mean, mm. the one new musical we didn't talk about is many others, you know, Fun Homes Close lovely to see that nominated but you know is six you know this extraordinary mm. little musical with uh, the six being the six wives of Henry the Eighth, and, and all of uh, them in this sort are nominated of together you've got yes. one of these group ones one of again group all ones, of these yeah. all of them in six are yeah. nominated as best supporting actress correct yeah they in all, a musical in a musical which yeah. is fantastic to see and they're all all those six are at the start of their careers and uh, up Much excitement Patty up, up against, against Patty Lapone. Yes, so let's Tucker see. From Come from away yes. and uh, Ruthie Ann Miles as Lady Thang in The King and I. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. Um, well, that's open. We don't know who's I going to win that. I definitely wouldn't want to call we? that category. No. I have to say no. no. And uh, and we've I think we've talked about the, the supporting in a musical Johnny Bailey and Robert Hands and uh, Clive Carter and Richard Fleischman once again very open. I think. So, mm. yeah. Um. And now actor in a musical because we've got uh, Ken Watanabe in The King and I. Yes. Um. Mark Antolin, I was really pleased to see this as Seymour in Little Shop of Horrors at Regent's really Park. Really pleased. In fact, I think we were there together, weren't we? Oh, I think the, we were. Uh, what an outrageous night. night that was. And it was great. One of those great <laughs> summer evenings in Regent's yeah. Park. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a shame, I guess, Little Shop didn't come through a bit more strongly in some of the other categories. But Mark, great performance, I mm. think. Once again, you know, young musical theatre actor. Nice to see a new name kind of breaking through there, mm. I think. He was one of those performances that as soon as he started singing, I just thought, that is the perfect voice for yep. musical theatre. That's the yes. perfect Seymour. Yeah. And he was the perfect was, Seymour, and it was yeah. a wonderful And production. he's very excited about being nominated. Yeah. So, it's, well, so uh, it's been be. lovely. It's been lovely, yeah. yes. And, and bringing up that one is, um, you know, Zubin Vala, we haven't mentioned, who played the father in Fun Home, mm. uh, the young Vic. But, a, a, you know, a really interesting list of four. Once again, I'm not sure I'd want to. No, well, you wouldn't want to call, call it, that. would you? No. You wouldn't want to call the best actress either, because you've got Sharon D. Clark from Caroline or Change, Rosalie Craig, Kelly O'Hara, and Adrian Warren. I wouldn't want to. Impossible. Can you not have more than one award, Julian? Could you not? Have unfortunately, several? not. You know, it's awful, isn't it? And that is, unfortunately, that is the nature of award shows. You know, there is a, there are winners in categories, and um, uh, th- that's the nature of it, I guess. But that one in particular, there are several categories which are so impossible to call I think and depending on who you talk to different people have different opinions and I think Best Actress in a Musical is one of those Yes I think we should have more than one prize I don't like <laughs> to see people going away as losers they're yeah, not losers of course because they've been nominated, nominated. Nobody, exactly. can, nobody can be exactly. a, a loser Now we have to come with opera mm. which is you know slightly goes over well I'm not an expert Julian on opera very few people are, that. I think. As soon so, as it gets classical, yeah. I slightly, I'm, I'm just, I'm just not very well informed about it. Uh, but the the Royal Opera House is uh, up for two of the awards for best new opera, absolutely. And then Regent's Park Open Air Theatre for the Turn of the Screw. So I, people may not realise, but um, English National Opera and the Open Air Theatre at Regent's Park have started collaborating on a summer muse on a summer opera. I didn't opera. know that. And this was the first one. Um, Turn of the Screw, um, and uh, this summer coming, they're going to be doing Hansel and Gretel as a co-production again. So this the, their first effort, if you like, Turn of the Screw is is nominated against those two 
uh, opera house productions. So where do are very they do different. that in the season at Regent's Park? I think it's the is second it the... or third in the season, okay. I think, yes. Um, so not, yeah. But they're um, still going to be doing their big musicals oh, yes. every year. Yes, absolutely. Yes. They're just no, yeah, this runs for two or three weeks. Um, and um, kind of great to see kind of opera taken into a different space, different audience. Um, was a big success last summer and lovely to see it, it nominated um, here. And I guess the other big thing, you know, um, is um, Porgy and Bess, you know, mm. at the, the Colosseum, a wonderful the new production. Nominated. Yeah, and the panel felt very strongly that, uh, you know, it was that ensemble that kind of made that that revival, if you like, so exciting and wanted to to give them kudos for that. So that's why they're nominated there in, in Outstanding Achievement, alongside um, lots of many other amazing people. So I wonder, will they all be there, do you think? The whole I'm not ensemble. sure the entire ensemble they'll will be, be. They'll fill up most they might fill of the other hall. hall. Uh, I'm, not sure all, I'm not sure they're all coming, no. They but, will. Uh, some of them will be um, there, which would be great. So. And then, of course, the, will the... As we say, the, the the good things get nominated for directors and set design and, and all those things as well. I mean, I think particularly Marianne Elliott for Company uh, because that, and I went on the first night and it was, you know, when some, some things are ready and some things you think, oh, they could do with a week or so more. This was ready, like, like you've never seen anything so ready. It was so slick. Absolutely. So people would clever. know Marianne Elliott, we should say, from War Horse, Curious Instant, The Dog in the yes. Nighttime, and last year, Angels in America. And, um, you know, she had this real concept for company and, and uh, you know, I guess persuaded Stephen Sondheim that uh, it was okay to rewrite it and have a female as the central character and rework all the other relationships then around that central character and had a real concept for it. You know, I guess if, I guess if directing a revival is about anything, it's about what's your vision for doing something with mm. that show? And there's no doubt that she had a very clear vision and a clear idea about what she wanted to achieve, I guess. And with, she battled with show. for it, I think. I don't think it was the oh, easiest I think, thing. I, I believe she, so. He took no, a that's bit right. of persuading. Yeah. And um, how and and you know, um I'm not surprised at all to see her actually nominated here. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Uh it's, well costume design is well we've got uh, Catherine Zuba for the King and I, which were the very traditional the beautiful, Most beautiful. dresses and things yeah. that, that that she she wore. Um and uh, and I think sometimes people think that's incredibly easy to do, you know, just because it's, you know, the traditional, but actually mm. to do it in such extraordinary um, splendour and design, I thought, you know, it really brought that production to life. Mm. Most Tell us some more about Six, which is the, the Six, the six is, Wives of Henry VIII. This is Bess's new musical. Yes. And yes. It's, it's very short, isn't it? It's so about nine. an hour and a quarter, and yes. it basically the six uh, wives of Henry VIII all sort of trying to put themselves forward as the most important of the six wives. They're all alive at the same time. Then. Yes, they're all, yes. I mean, it's a, it's a conceit, they haven't been if you behead- like. Do we have beheadings on the stage? No, no well, the opening, the opening song is called Divorce, Beheaded, Die, Divorce, Beheaded, Survived. I mean, that's the nature of which... Even I remember that little rhyme yes. from my history lessons at school. And later, Just, Can they you take... remember which wife came and which no, order they No, I, I know a bit more having seen the show, actually. It was rather educational oh, in a good go. way. And... Um, <laughs> And um, yeah, you know, it's it's a great fun show, and I think the clever thing the writers have been able to do, and the orchestrators and everyone else, is give each six a very separate identity on stage. So mm. they all sing in a slightly different style with a different style of music. Um, they have their own individual look, um, which is all down to you know costume and makeup and hair and everything. So they've really done that to really give them distinct identities, and it, it really really works. And is there really a particular fun, song fun that stands out? 
Um, well, oh. they all have, a, obviously, they're all, as I said, they're all sort of putting themselves forward as why they are the most important of the wives. So they all have their own individual mm. moments. Um, and then they have a couple of huge kind of numbers as the six altogether, um, which, um, you know, let's see, we're expecting them to be performing on the night, the Olivier's, so uh, people might enjoy seeing the six of them together mm. on the night. There's some great numbers in it. It's really, really good. Because I don't know if we've had a, 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 a number, a particular song from a new musical that's broken through because a lot of these like like um like come from away the, it's music all the way through nearly i mean there's hardly any any speaking and and the music is great but there isn't a well the the pilot sings no. one song but pilot sings one but it song. isn't you don't go away humming the tunes no and i think such. i think you know there there was a time wasn't there when andrew lloyd webber and people were writing or elton john were writing those those big shows you know 20 30 years ago and of course it was a different time in in the charts in in mm. in music where you know they often released a single before, well, before the musical the show and was it out, was, so you knew the songs before a, you went to see it exactly mm. um that that's less done now but of course you know not eligible this year because it opened too late is the musical waitress with um Catherine McPhee and that does which have a number, has an extraordinary is, 11 o'clock yeah. number um written by, uh, you know the music is written the music is written by a lady called Sarah Barillis who is known here but less known but bigger in America who writes, you know, kind of those three, four-minute songs. And um, there is an outstanding song, which I think will become a real standard here from that, yes, from that show. I think we'll be hearing that at next year's awards ceremony. Maybe, so maybe, I'm yes. Guessing. I would, yeah. I would guess. But I think, I think, you know, those 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 days, I mean, you know, but then the soundtrack of Dear Evan Hansen, which also comes into the West End later in the year, that's, that's getting a lot of traction with one or two of the songs there, uh, Waving Through a Window in particular, as a standout song on its own. Do you um, think there's more chance of winning if your production opened more recently rather than earlier in the year? Or do I, you think? I think there's there's no indication here that that happens one way or the other. I have to say. I mean, you know, if you if I look down these, Fun Home Six and Teen are all opened last year in mm. 2018. Uh, Come from Away open just on the cutoff. So I I, I don't really think that's the case. Um, the same with the revivals. You know, Company is running now, but opened before Christmas. King and I was last summer at the Palladium. Yes, and you know, it's gone. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't think there's any indication of that. No. Well, we will find out on April the seventh. We will. We will be broadcasting the Olivier's live on Magic Radio. I will be down in the basement at the Albert Hall. You'll be up in upstairs in your dicky bow, being all smart and terribly important. Having Julian. to speak on stage and yeah, yes, all that kind that. of thing. And yes. I will be eating sweets down in the basement, <laughs> <laughs> trying to soaking up the atmosphere from my basement with Ruthie Henschel. We will soak Absolutely. it up together, eat sweets together, and tell everybody what's going on. And I think we are the only place that you can hear it live. Correct in on the UK. Magic. Yep, that's so, right. Yeah, yeah. We we it, you heard it here first. Genuinely, you will hear it. You will it. hear it you here first. You will hear it here first. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you can, and then you can hear it, and then you can watch bits on the telly Absolutely. later if you want to. Yeah. Next week, we're going to be talking about the straight plays, as I call them, but some of them are comedies, <laughs> the ones without songs, and and um, and dance. Julian, thank you so much for thank you. the talk. Thank you for listening to the Magic Musicals and Theatre Podcast. That was Julian Bird giving us some insights on the musicals and the opera awards forthcoming at the Olivier Awards, which are on April the 7th. And if you enjoyed listening, well, go to the website and rate us. Thank you. 